Welcome to the Angler Hot Seat Podcast. I'm Tatiana Siegel, your host today. Please remember to like and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And please subscribe to The Angler at theangler.com. There's nothing more stressful and exhilarating than the high wire act that is live television. Today's guest, Hamish Hamilton, knows that better than just about anyone. Throughout his illustrious career, he has directed and executive produced some of the most watched live spectacles in recent years, including this year's Super Bowl halftime show featuring Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Next month, he'll be directing and producing the 74th Primetime Emmy Awards. And if that night won't be nerve-wracking enough for Hamish, he's also up for an Emmy for that hip-hop halftime extravaganza, which was his 14th consecutive halftime show to date. We're going to walk through some of the wildest moments in television history, moments in which Hamish was behind the camera. So welcome, Hamish. Hello, hello. Live from London. How are you? We're we're kind of live. We're we're actually not live, which makes me a little less nervous. <laughs> hey, listen, when it comes to li- when it comes to live, yeah, I know all about live. I mean, I'm direct from London, and let's say that. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you for coming on. Um, so this is going to be your third consecutive Emmy Awards that you've done. What can we expect? Um, well, uh, I think it's actually my fifth or sixth, actually, bizarrely enough. Um, fifth in a row. Okay. Well, like, I, I know you've done others, but um, uh, my understanding was this was your third in a row. But um, obviously, the last no, two no, have been very kind of like weird uh, COVID uh, versions. And hopefully yeah. this is the first one that's a little bit more like really back to normal. But you tell me. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's go back a couple of years. And... and um, the, the the COVID year when everybody was on Zoom, you know, uh, in many ways that that was uh, one of my favourite Emmys ever, actually, because um, you know we were in we were in the depths of a very dark global period, and um, I think what we managed to do on that show was bring together an artistic community in the small screen, the Zoom screens, uh, Zoom screens, and have them communicate together and bring off a show that was technically very very challenging and difficult and ambitious but actually um was actually there was an intimacy about it um because most people were in there you know in their rooms some people it was midnight some people it was you know the middle of the night some people it was la time and you know so you had all these people all over the world and before they actually hit camera you you actually didn't see them meeting each other in these zoom rooms during commercials and chatting away and meeting each other and it was it was really heartwarming and then last year as he said um, was um, was different, and we brought brought the room back, and we we had a smaller, but I think you know successful Emmys. And this year, what to expect? Well, Keenan is uh, going to be hosting, and I think that's fabulous. He's a smart, funny, warm man who knows an awful lot about the Emmys. He's got a few, <laughs> and um, I'm not going to give too much mm-hmm. away, but I think as you know, we are done and dusted have done over the last five or six years. We will create a show which is refreshing, entertaining, uh, engaging. And I think that the way that we will use the room will surprise people. It's not, you know, it's not business as usual pre-COVID. It's 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 a bold, bold way. And I think, you know, Keenan is a bold host will will guide us through the uh, through the evening. So overall, 
I think expect expect great things genuinely and expect fun and expect it to be warm. Okay, tell me a little bit about the mindset behind Keenan Thompson as the choice to host. This is his first time doing the Emmys, correct? Um, yes, as the host, it is, yeah. Um, Obviously, he's familiar with live TV as a Saturday Night Live uh, <laughs> uh, longtime alum. Totally. I think, you know, he, in very, in very many ways, was a very, very logical, perfect fit. You know, he he's he's got the respect of the community. He's a funny man, as you said, very well versed with uh, being, you know, live. And, you know, the thing about the Emmys is, you know, you never know who's going to win. You never know what's going to happen. So having a host who can think on their feet, you know, take the show in this direction, all that, respond to things with a confidence, um, you know, uh, you know, come on and off the prompter if so required. You know, it's a, it's a joy. We're very, very very excited and privileged to um, have him do it. You know, it's amazing. And and by the way, is this your first time where you're actually nominated in the same year that you are um, directing and producing the Emmys? No, it's not actually. I think it's the third. I, I, I'm blessed. I've been nominated now, I think, seven times, seven, eight times. And I think four, three, three. This will be the third or fourth time that I'll be sat in the booth pointing cameras and microphones at a stage you know biting my fingernails going please choose me please read right right (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's gonna be that has got to be a little bit surreal where you're like um you're there behind you know watching the show unfold while you're making sure everything is going right but also like hey if i win i'm gonna be walking up on stage in a second um, do you know, I've not thought what I would do if I, you know, if, if I win, you know, if, if, if I were to be lucky enough to, to win for the Grammys, I'm, I, I'm, I, I, I won't be going on stage. I'll leave that to, to, uh, the people who, um, to the people who, um, are, uh, going to be in, in the room. And I think actually, I'm, do you know what? I'm honestly not sure whether the director award is actually in the prime time ceremony this year. Um, it sometimes mm, is because that changes right year it to does, year yeah. whether and, that one gets um, in or not. And so, to be honest with you, I uh, I should have. I don't know actually. I don't know. You're right. It does. It's it's year on year off, and then it got all out of rotation one year. So. Um, and actually, I I don't know where we've landed on that one. It's kind of that's kind of weird, you know, talking about whether your award category should be in the show or not. So I, I kind of step out of those discussions. <laughs> well, to be determined. Um, OK, so we got Succession heading in as the most nominated program of 2022 with 25 nominations. Um, that is for the drama. And then there's the comedy Ted Lasso with 20 nominations, followed by limited series, The White Lotus with 20. And I love all three of these shows. So I will be watching just as a fan. But, um, you know, are you expecting sort of like getting back to normal, whatever normal is, um, you know, as these as these COVID years, these last two COVID years have really kind of um, made it challenging. As you said, you actually enjoyed doing the first, the one in 2020, September 2020. Yeah, but, um, you know, yeah. 
Is there still, though, like a lot of like, oh, um, we have to sort of have the angles making people look like they're closer together, but they're actually six feet up, you know, that that kind of thing. Give us a little bit of that back backstage magic that goes on. I mean, this year, you know, I think this year what we really, really want to do is kind of in many ways do kind of what you were suggesting there is we want to really bring people together and we want to have um, a, a, a party atmosphere in the room and we want to be saying, right, we are absolutely back. This is the biggest party in the world that celebrates television and, you know, the Emmys is back in full force and direct with Keenan um, Keenan in the chair. And that's really you know, a lot of our decisions stem from that. And I think once, you know, from the first few frames of the of the live show, you'll be like, oh, OK, I get it. That's pretty cool. I like, well, I hope you're saying this. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, 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 you know we, we've de- we, we're definitely cognizant of the fact that this is, you know, truly, truly the first big year back. Last year was the year back, but, you know, it, there was a limited audience in, in a smaller venue. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some years skew more political than others from either the host yeah. jokes or the acceptance speeches. This year, we've got midterm elections in a few months, and obviously the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade has been a huge talking point um, in town. Do you expect this year to be more heavy on politics than usual? I honestly don't know. Obviously, you know, there is a huge amount of passion around uh, around that debate. And it would be it would seem almost I would have thought impossible to not have that as part of the uh, show. It's it, the Emmys is mm-hmm. all these kind of shows are quite often taken in a direction by the first winner and the first um, person who steps up. You know, um, last year it was, you know, Hannah Waddington and she stepped on the stage and she had a glass or two and she really set the agenda for a honest, fun, celebratory um, show. So I, you know, we haven't done the rundown yet. So I think, I think it it will very much depend on who the winners are, uh, really, and what you know. So, for instance, you know, if you, I think, if you are, you know, if you've, uh, if you're up there for the first time having won an Emmy, you might feel differently about what you say to a person who's maybe won six or seven. Do you know what I mean? You might, I think it, and it obviously it very much depends um, how passionately you feel about many things in your life. And frankly, you know, having been in a situation where you walk to stage and, and, you know, you, 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 you've won something and, and you're on television sometimes, certainly if you're early on in your career, you 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 just go blank. So I, I think it's really difficult to, I think it's really, really difficult to predict. And I think it will be in the zeitgeist of the room uh, and that will dictate really um, what happens. And then again, as a director, it's for you to guide the audience at home through the narrative of the evening, the energy of the evening, the stories. It's, um, 
it's kind of fascinating as it unfolds. Yeah, of course. Um, and any idea at this point what might be the first category or is that to be determined? No, um, we don't know what the first category is yet at all. No, we, we won't know for we won't know for a while. Yeah. OK, um, obviously, this is not the same problem with uh, the Super Bowl and the halftime show, but there has been a downward ratings trajectory when it comes to awards show. Um, is there any sense that a night that's heavy on politics turns off viewers or is it unrelated? You know, I, I'm like, what what is your take on why there has been an erosion? There? Um, well, I would honestly challenge in a way and say, please do. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I would say, has there honestly been an erosion? How do you measure? How do you measure the impact of a show? And I don't think it's all just about ratings. And that's not TV director exec dumb speaking. That's, you know, we live in an era where people are connected in a million and one different ways. And I think if you count the impressions and the stories that are uh, written, photographed, taped, posted um, after nights like the Emmys, I think you would say there's an explosion and not an erosion. Uh, you know, I, I think that, and again, you know, people who watch it later on all kinds of different devices, I don't know. I think I think now you can you can make figures tell whatever story you want them to tell, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree? Fair Fair enough. Um, uh, you know, uh, my opinion, my opinion is irrelevant. I would much rather hear your take. So, um, (laughs) I appreciate it. Um, okay. So I'm curious, how did you get into this very sort of specific area of showbiz? Um, I part luck, part, you know, a lot of hard work. Um, so the story is, Simply, I was at college. I was studying literally economics. I picked up a a phone that was ringing and somebody at the other end of the phone was saying, I work for the BBC. We want somebody to come and make a a series of of, uh, radio shows about fashion. I'm like, "Okay, I'll do it. Long story short, when I applied for a job at the BBC many years later, the lady who had made that phone call was the person that interviewed me. And uh, that set off a chain of events that had been to the BBC. And I was in the BBC as a trainee. And then I had a moment where I walked into a live um, television truck and uh, saw a person live directing. And I thought, wow, that's something that I could do. That's something that I'd love to do. They were doing a music number at the time. And I, you know, I, I love music. Um, and, you know, long story short, from that point on, I said, right, OK, that's what I'm going to do. And bit by bit, little by little, luck by luck. I am here where, you know, doing what I do. And it is very specialised and it is very niche. There's no way I could, you know, I could direct a movie. I don't think I'm, I'm probably bloody terrible. Um, or reality TV or, you know, I what I do is I uh, create live television and I film live television events. That's what I do. I think I'm pretty good at it. And that's where it ends. <laughs> Yeah. And I think you raise a great point that like you, you don't really see yourself as somebody who could direct a, you know, movie from a script. But I also would say that most people who direct movies from a script couldn't direct live television. It really requires uh, a particular psyche or a psychological makeup um, to. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I mean, in in a way, you know, you film and post-produce 
and colour and sound a, a movie over many, many months. Um, if you take that timeline of months and you stack all those decisions into 12 minutes, that's the difference. Do you know what I mean? You literally get this enormous timeline. You flick it 90 degrees and you go, right, okay, run down those 1,000 decisions, and that's what you do in 12 minutes. Um, that's a very blunt way of putting it. But that's kind of what you do, and I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's, I'm just saying it's different. It's just um, different, yeah. No, and it's, it's like, really and that's a great way of, of thinking about it. Yeah, it's like yeah. months of decisions sort of truncated into this, like, crazy 12-minute uh, yeah. I, yeah. I get like nervous thinking about it. <laughs> Honestly, you know, it's, it's the anxiety and the fear and the kind of the self kind of analysis. The Super Bowl day is, is beyond anything I could really explain. You know, you get up and you, you know, the thing about Super Bowl is the, you rehearse on the Thursday. The last time you do the show is a Thursday and you only probably run the show on camera from beginning to end, you probably only run it eight or nine times. It's not a lot for a show that 120 million people are going to consume. And then you like you leave on Thursday and uh, you say, right, okay, see you on Sunday. You know, you get in on there on Sunday because you have to be in early because of all the security protocols. And you just sit around and you've got nothing else to do. You're like, okay. You watched a bit of the game, but you can't concentrate. And you tap your feet and you rack your brains and you try and meditate and you're just trying to you know, calm your mind. You get more and more anxious as you get closer and closer. And, you know, your phone's blowing up. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, amazing. Can't wait. This is going to be incredible. This is going to be the best one ever. And that, that doesn't help at all. <laughs> and, oh, you're going to kill it. Don't be, don't be nervous. I'm really nervous. Um, and then, you know, you're now, in the, you're now in the first half and you're kind of watching you know, bits and pieces of the game. And you're like, oh, no, I can't bear this. I can't bear this. And then the two-minute morning goes and you're like, well, how, is it two minutes or is it ten minutes? And then the buzzer goes, and you're like, okay, go, 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 go. And thousands of people jump to attention, pushing carts, making connections. Okay, this has come up. We've got a problem here. Go. This, this, this. Thousands of people talking. You've got to be calm, and you've got to be precise. And you can, okay, stand by, you know, blah, 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 stand by. This is good. Okay, we've got a problem there. Can we check this? Can we check that? Run the time code. Da, 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 Camera seven, you've come on. Hey, fine, you've got a tally light. It's like bang, 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 bang. Oh my it's God. It's just a crazy <laughs> amount of detail. And then in, in like your heart's racing, and but you're in the moment. You don't even think about it because you just kind of like, okay, we go. And then, you know, it's like, we are good to go. Okay, we can go to, you know, K, okay, you know, NFL, you can go to commercial, go to commercial. It's okay. 30 seconds, standing by everybody. Ooh, ooh. 120 million people watching. Are we ready with the Pepsi? Okay, well, Pepsi, it's time code's locked. It's locked. We are good to go. Go. And it's like, Wah! 12 minutes later, you go, was it good? Did we do it? Get it off. Go, 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 go. Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. See you guys. Bye. It's like, oh, did that just happen? Was it good? And then your phone starts blowing up and, you know, hopefully it was good. Oh, my God, that was amazing. You're like, oh, my goodness. Did we get the shot of Dre? Did we get, you know, did we get that moment when, M, you know, oh, man, God. it's stressful. It's challenged it completely so... mad, like total madness. <laughs> and like the adrenaline rush must be like nothing else. It, it, it is, but you know, I'm, it's, I, in some ways I'm about that. In some ways I'm not because in the middle of that, you've got to be calm. And in the middle of that, you know, you can't, you can't let the absolute crazy 
frenetic energy in any way manifest itself within the performance. Do you know what I mean? Even when everything is falling down and shit's lying everywhere, you just got to be calm because you don't want you don't want that to kind of in, in, in infect the show that you're doing. Even though you know, you know Rome may be burning or whatever. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, some people it's like, oh, it's only twelve minutes, and you're like, oh, you have no idea. You don't even know when the show's going to start. It starts sometime, you know, around about, you know, five. It depends what time zone you're in, you know. Yeah, could be 540. Yeah, could be 550. You know, you're like, oh, man. And for the artist, that must be really tough as well because, you know, they're, they're waiting for a game to finish. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, it's crazy. How many have you done at this point of the Super Bowl halftime shows? Um, do you know, I can't remember. I think I've done 14. Or is it 15? Um, I don't know. And have they um, all been in a row or like, did you do some? Yeah, I think the first one was 2010. So how many is that then? That's only, no, 20, 29. I think, do you know what? I think I've done, I think this was my 14th because, okay. you know, I was kind of really superstitious around my 13th, but that doesn't quite help. Yeah. Do you know what? Somewhere between 12 and 14. <laughs> I was about that for an answer. <laughs> It works. Now, you weren't there yeah. for Nipplegate. Uh, that would have been like maybe no, five years was, um, earlier. Yeah. And actually, interestingly enough, you know, Nipplegate set off a series of events that, um, you know, eventually meant that um, I got to do the show, you know. Uh, oh, man. I, yeah. When you're in that seat and something like that happens, that's like, that's a difficult, that's a difficult, that's a difficult spot to be in right there. I bet. I bet. Um, okay. W- would you have done anything differently if you were directing that year? Um, I think uh, it was a lady called Beth McCarthy who was directing that year. And I think she reacted in razor quick time and she cut wide. And, you know, that's absolutely the most right thing to do, I think, in that set of circumstances. And that's the thing about, you know, doing, you know, live TV, especially on shows like this, where you've got, you know, huge numbers of families across America watching, you know, you've got to make the right decision and it's instinct. You know, it's absolutely instinct. You don't have, you know, it, if she if she thought about it for a few seconds, you know, she, she, she's thought about it for a few seconds. You can't do that. You've got to react. And she, she reacted, you know, in microseconds. And it's, do you know what, actually, I'll be honest. I'd heard, I had heard all about it. And when I actually went back to uh, look at it, I was amazed at how quickly she had reacted. And I was like, whoa, would I, would I really have done that that quickly? I was like, holy moly, she was fast, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think Beth did an amazing job. I'm pretty sure it was Beth McCarthy. Okay. Um, all right. Let's walk through some of the most riveting live TV moments that you directed. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with Beyonce announcing her pregnancy with what was Blue Ivy, uh, what would mm-hmm. become Blue Ivy. And that was at the MTV Awards. Take me back to that. Um, Beyonce announcing she was pregnant. Um, I had a beautiful exchange with her in her dressing room pre-show where she kind of told me what was going to happen, you know, was sworn to secrecy. And um, I, I, I had the great honor and pleasure to work with 
B many times, and she's definitely someone I put up on the highest pedestal. And at the time, I just reacted to her as, you know, uh, a dad and to a lady who the joy on her face, the smile, you know, she's, let's face it, she's got one of the most incredible smiles in the world. And you, the, the smile across her face brought a tear to my eye. It was just like, wow. I was like, wow. And we just spent a few moments and I'm like, oh my, you know, that is just the best news ever. And you know that when an amazing human brings life into the world, you just know that that's another amazing person that's about to be in the world. And that was, that's what I think about when I think about that moment. It's the really wonderful moment I shared with her when she told me what was going to happen. And, um, yeah, and I felt very kind of like trusted, actually. I felt very trusted and, uh, you know, yeah, it was great. Yeah. No, that was great. That's definitely a moment, definitely a moment. And as a viewer, like, you you don't know, like, uh, I always assume, oh, this thing has been, like, orchestrated within an no. inch of its life, and it was, they've no. been no. bandying about how to do this for weeks no. now. You no. literally had, like, an hour, maybe, or less than an hour. No, it was, no, no, to... no, no, it was, no, 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 it was, it was, um, minutes. It was probably five, ten minutes before we went on air, you know, and it was done as everything with her world. It was done in a really great, classy way. And um, she's like, look, hey, because you know, she's like, hey, Michelle, I've got something to tell you. Because on the way down to the dressing room, I was like, oh, no, what have I done? Have I screwed something up? You know, because you, when you work with her, she inspires, you know, she inspires people to be the best that they can be, you know, just by her overall demeanor. So, you know, when you're working with her and, and a few others, you're like, you're on your A game because you respect and you want to deliver for someone who delivers herself. So I'm walking down thinking, oh my Lord, what, am I, what have I done wrong? You know, and um, and she specifically asked to see me on my own. So I was like, oh my goodness, so this could be real. This, this could be bad. <laughs> and it wasn't, it was uh, exactly the opposite. It was just supremely tender. And it's like, okay, I got you. No problem. Real, real pleasure, oh, you know, and, uh, you know, so it's great, really great. And obviously Jay and Kanye were there. And uh, so, you know, what it did was it allowed me to really make sure that I'd got a really great shot of Jay uh, and Kanye. And it wasn't orchestrated at all. You know, it's, it absolutely wasn't. She literally just came and she just said, look, this is what I'm going to do. Please make sure you get the shot done. Hmm, I like it. Um yeah. Okay, so how about Queen Elizabeth jumping out of a helicopter or heli uh, <laughs> during the London Olympics opening ceremony? So, I mean, Queen, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth jumping out. So, I mean, obviously, you know, when, when you throw uh, an 80-year-old lady out of a helicopter, you've got to be pretty careful. So, you know, we, re <laughs> we rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it. And, you know, I think she did probably five or six jumps um and um it was uh, it all went it all went great and on the night you know she really she really made a great jump and um landed perfectly nah <laughs> she, and by the way uh, whose idea was it to do this was, was she did she come up with it or uh, honestly that was the idea was I think it was Danny Boyles and Danny was the creative director and I was the, 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 the television director. And, uh, I think, I think I wasn't, okay. I think 
everybody thought he was a bit like, nah, what, what? You're going to get the Queen to jump out of a helicopter or ask, you know, he's like, what are you doing? And off he, you know, off he and various people went to the palace. And, uh, I, you know, I think many people thought, well, I don't know whether that's going to happen. And, you know, it did. And obviously, as a Brit, uh, you know, uh, it was quite incredible to walk into the edit suite uh, and see, you know, rushes of James Bond, Daniel Craig talking to Her Majesty. Um, and that was, you know, that was pretty special. You know, you know, Queen Elizabeth, dearly beloved James Bond, British icon, you know. You know, her saying, like, what did she say? Oh, Amazing. Amazing. I was, like, I was, I mean, I had a tear in my eye. I'm like, no, I didn't. I am not just seeing this, you know, because Danny, Danny shot those bits. Um, and then, of course, then, you know, then you're involved in, you know, two helicopters shooting, you know, one helicopter shooting another helicopter and making sure you get the right angle. And, oh, man, you know, trying to do all that live was, you know, having to close airports because, you know, you've got two helicopters in the sky and the stadium's quite close to a London airport. So and it's just like all the stuff that you don't really think about, you know, it's, um, you know, you get on into that all on Super Bowl and occasionally on Grammys as well, you know, um, all that, all that. Yeah, the, but, the know, logistics must be like mind bending. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But, you know, but and the creative is really fun um, as well. And when you're working with, again, like the Beyonce's or the Danny Boyles or Gaga's or the Bruno's or any, you know, holds, Yes, I'm going to ask about people. Gaga next. Another jumping incident. She jumps <laughs> off the roof of the NRG Stadium in Houston during her halftime performance. And I remember at the time my kids were like, is she okay? And I was like, oh, I, honestly, I, I think it's fake. Don't don't even worry about it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm I'm sorry to say that it uh, <laughs> it, it was, um, but you know um, the great thing about that is you know you get to sit in a room and talk about all these crazy ideas with you know kind of people like Gaga, you know. So we were at her house in uh, on the west coast, and you know we were kind of pitching these ideas. <laughs> you know, it's like you're in a room with Lady Gaga and a load of other people talking about her jumping off the roof of a stadium at Super Bowl. It's like a pinch me, you know. And then she was playing, you know, she was playing songs from her from her new record that she was super proud of. And like, you're like, hang on a minute. I, I'm in a room with Lady Gaga performing her songs in her lounge, talking about jumping off the roof. Is this really happening? It's like, it's amazing, you know. Because... You know, there are people in the world who have amazing talents. And the reason Lady Gaga or B or Bruno, the reason that they are there and they are celebrated is because they have phenomenal talent. And to be in a room like in, with them is they're kind of like showing off that talent, like auditioning almost pieces to, you know, oh, how about this? Oh, how about this? Or I could do this. You're like, you know, you're like, why are you asking me? <laughs> it's like, hang on a minute, who's she asking? She's really asking my opinion on this? It's like, you know, and then you're like, oh, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, 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 God, I'm the director of the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think that, uh, you know, <laughs> definitely had some pinch me moments. It's amazing. Okay, so now those three moments, uh, you know they're coming. Even with the Beyonce, you know, three minutes ahead or seven minutes ahead, whatever. The Kanye taking the stage during the VMA awards when Taylor Swift wins and he comes over and that nobody sees coming, including you. You were the director on that one. How was that? 
you know, Kanye Taylor, that was that was a moment, wasn't it? You know, a moment, <laughs> you know, a moment that even um, uh, even uh, you know President Obama got. I remember. Yes, exactly. Like that. it's, it's got to be one of the few I mean, times one. where a, a, a sitting president weighed in on the on the uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, and honestly, it. it, it <clears throat> I didn't, as that was unfolding, I didn't think consciously that, um, I didn't think consciously that the president was going to get involved, but I did think consciously that this is a very big deal for Taylor and for Kanye and for the people watching and for MTV and for me. You know, on one hand, you're like, okay. As a director or a producer of these kind of shows, you want people to be talking about your show. On another hand, you want everybody who sits that stage for it to be a safe place, a beautiful place, and a wonderful place. So you had, you know, Taylor, who had, I think it's one winning her first VMA, massive moment in her life, which she was denied by. Kanye creating this absolute talked about TV moment. So you've got to deal with it because it's happening in front of you. You can't stop it. Um, but you have to deal with it, you know, sympathetically, delicately, but also make sure that you get the moment. And so, you know, it was all unhappy. It was all unfolding in front of me. Uh, and it wasn't a question of glorifying it. It was actually telling the story in a way that represented it fairly and didn't in any way, you know, uh, paint Taylor in a, in a terrible light. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you have to deal with these things sympathetically. Um, and that, you know, and, and the fact that we're still talking about it 15 or so, <coughs> excuse me, years later, just goes to show <coughs> what a massive moment that was. And to your point. A massive moment. <laughs> it didn't exist until Kanye decided to step up on uh, on stage. Well, let me ask you, though, what are your choices in that moment? And this is something unfolding like it's kind of be a, like being a surgeon and we got to operate right now. But or do we operate? Like, yeah. What would what I know what you did, but what else could have been oh. done, if anything? Well, oh. It, you know what? It's almost it, these things happen so fast that you almost don't make choices. You 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 are reacting instinctively, and you're you. I think that your nature as a human being are on display um, because you don't have time to think. You know, it's almost like you're not. You are making choices, but you're not. You're not making conscious decisions because you don't have time to evaluate those decisions. Making so you know um, you've got you've got Kanye coming up there, an unfolding story. You need to place him on the stage. You need to get his his view and his his state of mind. He references Beyonce. Beyonce is clearly shocked, and it gives you the kind of the the narrative of really you know. And she, I thought she dealt with it really well. And and from memory, I've not really watched it back for a long, long time. I didn't do the close up of uh, Taylor because I you know I guess. It wasn't. It, it was just instinctive. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to. You don't want to zoom in on her emotion at that time. She was. She, she was clearly just like as we all were, kind of like evaluating what was going on. 
Um, and you, you know, I just, I guess, it, yeah, instinct and just speed, you know, and just kind of doing the best that you can is actually, you know, and, and telling the story and being in the moment. Uh, well, that leads me to uh, another thought, which is you didn't do obviously this uh, year's Oscar telecast, which yeah. had maybe now the most um, talked about live moment at a an awards show of all time when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. What would you have done, if anything, differently in that moment? Now, you know, Chris and Will, that. I'm not dodging the question. Okay. I don't know. No, no, no. I, because, I, but I am going to say that I honestly don't know what I would have done in that uh, moment because you know I'm now viewing that moment um, in in with 2020 hindsight, you know, and with with all everything that's gone on behind it as that unfolded in front of me. I think a bit like everybody else, my first instinct when I saw it, even though I knew it wasn't, was oh this is kind of a strange comedy moment. And then it all unfolded. Um, and I, I don't know what shots were available. It was, it's tough. It's really tough. I thought that Glenn handled it well. Um, and I, I honestly don't, I, I honestly don't know what I could or would have done different because I'm actually, I'm not in possession of all the facts. All I've got is all the emotions since. Okay, fair enough. Um, I there have been those so many um, questions about like, well, what was Jade's face like? I'm curious, and you can answer this. Does somewhere exist a cache of video footage where there is everybody's reaction shots, and you can see like whatever, like the things that we didn't see as TV viewers? And someday uh, it'll be this amazing documentary that will deconstruct those seven minutes of live television. You know what? When that documentary is made, I will be at the front of the queue to watch that because you know what? <laughs> I, 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 you know what? Glenn, the director that night, found himself in a, an impossible situation, and I and I would love to know, like you, what choices were available in front of him. And as I'd said before, in that kind of situation you're kind of acting on instinct and um yeah because that just i mean it started off like a comedy skit didn't it you know you've got two funny guys who know each other and you're like okay so yeah let, let me let me know when they make the documentary and i'll be right there yeah i would love to see it myself but do you you do think that somewhere there is uh i mean like a that is available somewhere uh like these sort of somebody owns this footage of what of all these different uh, reaction shots, likely, right? I, do you know what? I honestly don't know. I, I genuinely, again, I'm not ducking the issue, is on a lot of these live shows, right, you see them live and then, you know, it, 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 to be honest with you, nobody watches the re-edited version of the Oscars from 15 years ago, do they? Do you know what I mean? You, it's the You know, you just watch it. So I don't know whether those camera feeds will have been committed to tape. I really don't know. It would, you know, it would be odd, I think, if all the angles were all recorded that night. Um, because I just, again, you know, that I, I just don't think that 
that's done. And I don't know. Right, that's not typical. Right. No, I honestly, do you know what? There is no no straight way to answer that. For instance, on Super Bowl, um, I'm pretty sure that we don't record all the angles. We may record some. Um, But no, we certainly don't record all the camera angles. It's like, why? You know, the show's gone out. Everybody's seen it. And it's been watched, you know, and the Oscars is watched by tens of millions of people. Why are you recording everything for, you know, for a, an ISO, you know? And mm-hmm. Now, having said that, might change now. Who knows, eh? <laughs> well, in this particular case, it was um, sort of teetering on the edge of, is, is the LAPD going to actually try and press charges? And so that would have been even another layer of craziness where they would have had, like, to like have subpoenas for footage. So um would have been very interesting. Um, and that reminds me, there was a movie, I want to say like 15 or so years ago, that was, um, it was with, I can't remember what it was called. It was with Sigourney Weaver and I believe Kevin Klein. And it was an event, like a live event. And the movie sort of captures like five different cameras of what's taking place uh, and it was really interesting um, because and a crime is committed. And then it's sort of like trying to piece together the footage, uh, you know, that um, it, it's a it's it, it's just whatever you see, it always makes you think, what am I not seeing and what else could yeah. I see? And it's such a you know, it's like that most frustrating moment where you just you want to see more. Well, that's um, interesting because actually you raise it, you you raise an interesting point actually, and actually this goes to the heart of live live or you know not even live or, you know you know recapturing events, recording events, creating events, and then you know so on something like Grammys or on um, Super Bowl, um, you know Grammys, you've got two and a half hours of musical performances. And there's an awful lot happening in the room, you know, goodness knows what's happening in the room and all these different performances. And sometimes there are great collaborations. And as the director, you are guiding people through those events, those performances, those those happenings, you know, you, it, you know, a close up there or a two shot there or a wide shot there, you know. You are really responsible for how a person sees that and hears that event you know so um and there's an awful lot left on the floor you know what i mean it's just that there's almost an infinite number of ways to capture and tell those stories and you know i guess as a live tv director you are engaged because i suppose your story capture your storytelling ability is good or you make you know you make good decisions or you follow good stories or you choose the best bits in the room or good bits in the room you know i'm not really i, I, I mean i have thought about it like that like that but yeah so you know i guess there are a million and one stories you know what's happening backstage you know um, yeah no i mean it's a, it's choices and um there was an oscar ceremony probably i don't know 18 or 15 years ago like yeah about 15 years ago the year that hurt locker won did you do that um oscar ceremony i know you've done a lot of them or several of them. Uh, I, I believe I did. Okay, because that one had the amazing um, built-in drama of yeah. Catherine Bigelow yeah. beats yeah, yeah. her ex-husband James Cameron uh, yeah. for the Best Director Award and ultimately Best Film. And I just remember thinking, like, this is the greatest moment in television because you have, like, sort of this 
um, you know, like the ultimate triumph story, <laughs> you know, like yeah. way better than if she just beat five other directors, like she beat her ex-husband with what at that point was the gr- highest grossing movie of all time uh, yeah, in Avatar. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. And um, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, that was, uh, that was a lovely story, wasn't it? I, do you know what I, that, that I've not spoken about that for a long time. Yeah. I, I, and in many ways, in, in many ways, I think, there was a great expectation about that wasn't uh, about that wasn't there you know what i mean that was kind of it was so signposted and so talked about and then actually you know her winning was amazing but there wasn't necessarily any um there weren't any you know fireworks were there do you know what i mean there was no it, 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 it all it, it passed off well for her um but yeah that, that the expectation was oh you know this this is going to this could end this way or this could end that way and and actually it you know it 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 all happened and there was no there was no huge incident as there shouldn't have been you know <laughs> um okay so after the emmys what you're going to be working on um something that sounds awesome live uh john chu live action animated abc televised special beauty and the beast um yeah tell me a little bit about what we can expect from that because these are now uh, they must be also extremely nerve-wracking. These uh, these televised specials. Yeah, um, yeah, they are. You know, and again, you know, uh, uh, you're dealing with an amazing movie, a movie that is dear to the hearts of so many people. You know, what I said. I mean, what an amazing movie, an incredible movie. Um, and you know, I'm working with uh, John Shu. You know, John Shu is the is definitely the creative driving force behind it. And again, you know, you you realise when you're working with greatness that you know you, you're I'm kind of humbled by his talent, really. Um, you know, real visionary, wonderful with people, um, and I'm learning. You know, I'm learning from him as a director. Uh, you know, and he's also you know been very. Uh, respectful um to me so that it that, again you know beauty and the beast is a super special project um uh, it, working with a an incredible team of people really amazing ideas it's very ambitious uh there are a couple of extra layers to it that um we you know it's so it's moved on from little mermaid which is the last kind of hybrid or whatever you want to however you want to call it which was also a, a great project and was massively rated and really liked by the public um yeah i'm um I'm, i was up we were on a conference call late last night actually and you, you know oh, this is fantastic you know you're really working with the best of the best and incredible costumes and incredible bunch of choreographers and you know and again you know abc disney have really really allowed us to to dream big and dream differently and faith place huge faith and that's you know that's no, that doesn't always happen you know sometimes you get these great opportunities and perhaps maybe they're micromanaged or and not the case you know they've 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 they've, they've, they've allowed john to fly and he will fly and i'm excited about um what we managed to uh create and put to air really excited yeah definitely that's another super 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 project and when is that one coming um uh, it's do you know what the, the air date? I think has moved, but from memory, it's early 
December. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I think it's 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 early December. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I don't know the exact date. Well, I'll be there for that. That that sounds oh, like a no. lot of fun. Um, it is. Unfortunately, this is all we have time for today. But this has been a really. Um, I learned a lot and had a lot of fun talking about the the craziest most insane uh <laughs> part of the business live television um thank you so much hamish for coming on thank you tatiana honestly i've, I've actually uh, I've, I've been watching the sun go down here in london and i've really enjoyed chatting with you and kind of dredging my mind for some of the you pulled up a few you, you pulled up a few good ones there i'm like oh i forgot about that one so thank you oh my pleasure um and thank you listeners tune in again for another the angler hot seat podcast 